0: Welcome to People Don't Think. Let's start today, a podcast hosted by AmericanEagle.com founder Norb Savanacini and Al Edwards. Norb, fate has brought us together once more.
1: Once more, yes, sir. And uh thank God for this gift of being here. That's right. And uh beautiful day. Thank God for today, the present he gives us every day.
0: It's all good stuff.
1: All good stuff. And
0: as a matter of fact, it's funny, uh, Mm -hmm. today's episode is going to be about the power of gratitude, actually, and the thing we talk about all the time, that every day is a gift, that's why they call it the present, really does fit in with gratitude, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: So um, let's talk about what gratitude is. You know, People always say, oh, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for that, but... I uh, was looking uh, online in different books, uh, particularly uh, positivepsychology.com, uh, which is a pretty cool site, and they talk about that gratitude is the act of recognizing and acknowledging the good things that happen in life, resulting in a state of appreciation. Norb, why do you think gratitude is so important for people?
1: Well, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because uh, I also have uh, read a little bit about this since you told me what it was going to be. Right which is a little different. Usually we don't read anything. We don't talk about it at all. But I, I got something that it says 10 signs that you're doing well. And the first one is you have a roof over your head. And and I don't really know anybody that doesn't have a roof over their head, so you have to be thankful for that. Uh, you ate today, and obviously you eat pretty good, so I know you did. I but, for sure but did. But most of the people you know, have eaten today. Uh, you have a good heart, you're still pumping, Uh, your heart has not ceased yet. Right. Uh, The other thing is, uh, and I know you do this, uh, you wish good for others and and you have to be thankful and and, uh, wish good for other people. And you know, there's been studies made that if you wish good for other people, you tend to be more positive and actually you live longer too, which is kind of interesting that all these things that we mentioned Extend the life of somebody, so it, it should be, uh, you know, very grateful that it's so easy to extend your life. It's just be nice. Uh, you have clean water. Most of the people, especially in the U.S., have clean water, um, and you should strive to be better. Uh, obviously, everybody has clothing, and and you know we're not running around in need of clothing. And uh, your breathing, which is important too. Same with your heart. Obviously, they're connected. A hell
0: of a start to the day when you start when you're breathing, right?
1: Yeah. And the other thing is, is if you're doing well, when you have a dream, you know, and this is something that ties in with gratitude. So,
0: absolutely. And I love that. So let's talk about that. We're going to talk about the big things of gratitude, and also, I came uh, across a concept called the gratitude iceberg which I thought that was very interesting, or the iceberg of gratitude. We'll talk about that for a second. But before we go into gratitude, I want to talk about one thing that absolutely kills gratitude. And like all things, Norb, that we do on this show, we always go back to The Strangest Secret from Earl Nightingale. And he said something on that record, on the original 1956 recording, that I never, ever forgot. And even as a teenager, when you gave me that record, it meant something to me. And the absolute killer of gratitude is the expression, familiarity breeds contempt. And if you really internalize that, it is incredibly powerful. And let's talk about that for a second. We all become familiar with whatever we have in our lives, right? Like you mentioned, house, car, job, all that good stuff. But when you become so familiar with things that you start taking it for granted or assume that it's always going to be that way, you get contemptuous of it, meaning that you don't appreciate it anymore. And being familiar with something tends to be a gratitude killer.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, one of the interesting things, we've talked about this before, uh, we happen to live in a country that has so much compared to a lot of the world Obviously, there's a lot of people that, you know, have a lot of advantages like we do, like uh, mostly Western Europe and Asian countries that are very, very successful today. But uh, we seem to forget that the bulk of all the countries just do not have as much as we do. And unluckily, you know, it's a double-edged sword. When you do have something, you don't appreciate it. And uh, when you don't have it, the only thing you're thinking about is, I want to have that, I want to have that. So yeah, familiarity breeds contempt. It's one of the key things about The Strangest Secret. And that's why we should be grateful every day and thank for this present that we have every day. And if you combine all these things that we get take for granted, that's a heck of a big present and we should be happy that, that we get this gift.
0: It sure is. You know, uh, that harkens back to one of the things we've talked about a number of times and that is that, and I said this about you I recognized this when I was a teenager. You know, as a lot of people most probably know, Norb uh, is from Argentina, came here when he was about 12 years old with his parents. I always said, you were the better American than any American I've ever known. And most people who immigrate here from other countries are incredibly grateful for what we have in this country because Americans like myself, we think the whole world is like this. And a lot of people who come from maybe Mexico or other countries that maybe don't have as much as we do, they understand what a deal this is.
1: Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, uh, because I was foreign born and and I came here as a young kid, I I really feel really American. My father was a a fanatic about the U.S. And uh, he actually had me read the Constitution and, and the Bill of Rights and everything when I was a little, I mean, 12 years old. Wow. 13 years old. So what's interesting is that when I talk to a lot of foreign-born people, which, uh, you, you know, we employ a lot of them here, and uh, we're always amazed about how Americans don't realize what they have. And uh, it, it's really kind of interesting, but it goes back to Earl Nightingale, which uh, the audience, if they listen to us a lot, they're probably sick of listening to that name, but it's Earl Nightingale. <laughs> Let's and say it I, one more it, time. It, it's the strangest <laughs> secret, and if you haven't heard it, go to YouTube it'll really, really uh, influence your life in a good way, so.
0: Well, one of the things I'm proud of, many things, but one of the particular things I'm proud of about our website, or our website, our, uh <laughs> our, uh see, we're in the website business. I think <laughs> yeah, about right, websites, right. about our podcast. <laughs> a lot of people who had never heard of Earl Nightingale now know who Earl Nightingale is.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, this guy is, We talk about famous people and what they've done in the world and, and, you know, mostly material things, you know, even guys that we admire like Henry Ford and Thomas Edison. But, you know, Earl Nightingale was a product of that positiveness that this country was infused with. And uh, he saw these guys uh, like Ford and and Edison and all these other pioneers of, of material things and realized that. This would have never happened without positive mental attitude, because these people, and we've talked about this before, were incredibly failures. Edison, the ultimate three thousand ways not to make a light bulb, right? And uh, you know, th- this is really inspiring for everybody. Everybody should realize that we have to be thankful for what's going on in this country. And you know, today is, it's it's kind of hard because uh, today you know it's a day that uh, the stock market is way down and. And, of course, the president gets up and assures the American public that everything's okay. And, and some other people worry about the weather and, and climate change and all this stuff. And, you know, there's such a tremendous amount of problems that it's incredible. It reminds me of a story my father told me. This, this used to be my father's, one of his favorite stories. And there was a, this man who actually got a job in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, let's say, or, or Oklahoma. And there was one rail and a train would come from the east and another one from the west. So he had to manage two red lights and green lights electronically from one side to the other so the trains wouldn't crash. So, you know, so uh, he was given a test on how to cope if something went wrong. The first question was, what about if a a train's coming from the east and one's coming from the west and and you put the light red, and all of a sudden the light doesn't work. He says, well, then that what I would do is I, I would put the red light on the other, for the other train to stop, but what about if that one doesn't work? He says, well, then I'd get in my car and I'd just run over to one of them and, and basically tell him, put the red light. Well, what mm-hmm. about when you get in your car? You know, the car doesn't start, and the guy thinks, and he thinks, and he says, I'd call Maria. And, and the guy says, who's Maria? He says, that's my girlfriend. And, and what's Maria going to do? He says, nothing, but I want to tell her, look, come over and we'll watch the most incredible <laughs> crash you've ever seen. <laughs> and, I love that. And, and you know, it, it's a way to positive right. a, a look at something that's going to be a disaster. And, and just make it as crazy as it seems. It, it's always been a funny story. And I've been in business all my life. And. A lot of times when things go bad, I think about that, you know, and and so it's just, Maria. just look at the positive side. The crash is going to be fantastic. So, that is and, and you know, we live in an era right now where we're experiencing something this country hasn't really had much of. Uh, and you know, when you think that people survived through, you know, the early 1900s when they had uh, the Spanish flu and then they had the depression and then it went to World War Two, and then the Korean War, and all this. You know, people go through these things all the time, and yeah, they're tough. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say that you have to look at them and enjoy them because it's be ridiculous, but uh, by the same token, uh, just count your blessings. You know, there was an old song, Count Your Blessings Instead of Sheep. Remember that? I do, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, a great song. yeah. yeah.
0: I love that story. I've never heard that before. <laughs> that, that is the ultimate of making uh, uh, lemonade out of lemons, as yeah, they say, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And uh, going back to, I think, our last podcast, your little sign on your desk, this too shall pass. So hopefully the trains passed with each other, Yeah, right? yeah, right, right. But that's, that's a funny story. <laughs> well, you know, we talk a lot about, uh, we have talked a lot about in the past about how thinking actually changes your brain chemistry. And they've done, they've done research that Having a grateful attitude every day actually is extremely beneficial to your social well-being, your emotional well-being, and uh, psychological well-being, that it actually changes the chemistry in your brain. And this is a little unrelated, but it is related to this. The other day I was getting gas, and it was cold, and I didn't have my coat on because I was in the car, obviously. So I got out, and I just, oh, I'll just stand here for a second, pump the gas, and it was very cold. And all of a sudden, I started visualizing being on the hottest beach you've ever been on. Hot sand and that blazing sun. I could feel the heat on my forehead. And do you know for a few minutes while I was standing there, I was not cold anymore. Yeah. And that is a great example of the power of the mind. And gratitude actually changes the chemistry in your brain. There's no question about it.
1: Well, you know, we've talked about it before many times. That there's been a lot of psychological medical studies that uh, you know, positive mental attitude is is good for you. It, it, it. I hate to repeat it, but it adds an average of four years to your life, which is, I think, really incredible. And by the same token, you feel better. You just feel better. I mean, who doesn't want to feel better? One of the things that I, that I was looking at is that one of my favorite people of all time is Thomas Jefferson. And uh, I'm sure that everybody that listens at least has heard of the name. If you haven't studied and read about the guy, you should, because uh, he was really an exceptional guy. And he, he talked a lot about happiness. This is one of the, the most incredible things about the United States is that, you know, they have a declaration where it says, in the pursuit of happiness, no other country ever had that. No, no, no country had that. I mean, how would a a politician say, you know, let's let's pursue happiness, you know? So he wrote a lot of letters. You know, back then there was no web business and there was no anything modern, no right. radio or anything. So he wrote letters, and obviously his letters were incredible. He had a daughter by the name of Martha that he called Patsy, and. He said that living a virtuous life is the key to happiness. He he believes in just doing the right thing. Being virtuous basically means doing the right thing. And he said, the most dangerous poison of life is boredom and discontent. Now just think of this. He says, according to Jefferson, the antidote to boredom and discontent, Right is developing daily those principles of virtue and goodness which will make you valuable to others. Now just think of this. Wow. Just to make other people happy really creates a better person out of you. And he says he had no room for doubt about the means to happiness, health, learning, and virtue. These three things will ensure your happiness they will give you a quiet conscience private esteem and public honor and basically when you take it down to the average guy you know having a quiet conscience is is great if you don't do anything wrong uh you feel good right you know and and uh private esteem is is basically that you're happy that you feel good because you've done the nice thing and public honor Obviously, he was a politician, so he was concerned about the public honor. But just be nice to people, and people are nice to you. You just feel good about it, you know? And,
0: you know, you tell the story of, uh, in the past, you told the story, there was a gentleman that uh, was a pioneer in the in the TV business, Sarkis Tarzian, who brought your father here and really started this whole Savanessini journey yeah, yeah, in America. And he, when you were 16 or so, 14, maybe even younger, he said, Norb, how do you know when you did the right thing in life, and you didn't couldn't answer it?" And he said, "Because you feel good."
1: Yeah, well, you feel good about what you just did. Yeah, yeah, and and you know that's that's what Jefferson was saying right there. Yeah, right there. Yeah, I mean, basically, that's uh, you know, if you look in the mirror and you're not unhappy about what you see, you've done a good life, a good job in your life. You're a wealthy person. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: You know, and that's the thing. We talk about this all the time. Um, you know, we talk about business or maybe money or stuff like that. This show is not just about that. We're talking about abundance and positive thinking about every area of life, whether that be your job, your family, your relationships, your hobbies, your interests, your passion of pursuing whatever it is you happen to be. It's not just business and money. And we've talked about that many times before. And I just want to make that clear that, you know, certainly money is important. They say that money is great in the area that money works in but other than that uh there's a lot of other things in life that uh one should pursue uh so this this show is not just about that it's about anything in life being more beneficial because you're a positive thinker
1: yeah well and going back to the strangest secret is that uh, he said that uh you know being successful in life is doing something you really enjoy doing and and you know if you go to henry ford he said money was never my aim in life uh, money comes from doing a good job and uh you know i think that's very very important one of the nice things about earl nightingale is that he was always preoccupied with having left money at retirement right and and uh, he started thinking about this when he was 12 years old and he realized that being positive in life results and you've been comfortable with with money he didn't intend to be rich or anything like that he probably was i'm not saying that he didn't achieve that but that wasn't his aim right and and the people that you know make money for the sake of making money probably have a sickness you know uh, because i think it really feels really good when you produce something that people are, are are using and and making a better, better country and life, you know?
0: Well, I think money comes from, like you just said, the production of something valuable to other people. It's a byproduct. It's not the end game. It's the byproduct. Exactly. Exactly. If you produce something that makes people's lives better or easier, you know, you're rewarded in that. But it's not just about money in life. It's about anything you want to apply this stuff to.
1: No, but money is a result of, uh, I believe, in being positive in whatever you do. And, and, you know, we talked about Japan, about how every job there is considered something that you should be proud of, no matter if you're a janitor or anything. and Respected. Yeah, and, and it's kind of interesting because there's something else that, uh, you know, the Japanese have something that. They believe that employees have to derive meaning and significance from their work. And those people that actually had this meaning, that they had a significance, were more than three times more productive, which is really incredible. And it's the highest single impact in any variable in a survey that they took. Uh, these employees all reported 1.7 higher job satisfaction, and they were f- 1.4 times more engaged at work. So, you know, just being happy about what you're doing, and, and I think that's one of the things, a, a duty of an employer is is to transmit that you should be happy about what you're doing, you should enjoy what you're doing. If you don't enjoy what you're doing, a good employer will tell you, do something else, Right, you know? don't, right don't be here as, as a, a kind of a slave that you're working for that check, you know? Right. I, I mean, the check is is really, uh, it, it is relevant, but it doesn't create happiness unless right. happiness is part of doing your job.
0: Right. There's no question. And I've always had such incredibly respect for the deep thinking and philosophy of life of the Japanese. And they, they just seem to understand things that these ancient cultures that we little upstarts at 246 or 47 years haven't quite figured it out. But I think human beings by nature have to have meaning or we're very unfulfilled if we don't feel like we're doing something with a purpose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's interesting because there's there's so many interesting things about talking about positive mental attitude that uh, luckily, I don't think we'll ever run out of subjects. And, and we repeat a lot of them because I think they're worth repeating. But Here's an interesting experiment that happened in New Zealand, okay? Now, 50 people were given 25 Swiss francs. I don't know why in New Zealand they gave 25 Swiss francs, but this is what they say, for four weeks. And that's about $25 a week, uh, US money. Half of the people were told to spend the money on themselves. Mm. The other half was instructed to spend the money on someone they knew. Now the results are really interesting on this, and I think that's something we should all have you know, in our, in our minds. The groups went through a series of exercises making decisions about how much money they give away in various scenarios. While the study subjects were making these decisions, the scientists were measuring brain activity in the parts of the brain where generously happiness and decision-making are processed. The researchers found that simply promising to be generous activated neural changes related to happiness. And the more generous people were happier overall than those who behaved selfishly. Wow. The reason is obvious. If you're feeling blue, be generous with your money, your time, and your resources. You'll be glad you did. And basically, it's a a nice study because- That's amazing. Yeah, and, and you know, it's kind of funny when you see these guys ringing the bell at Christmas time, you know, uh, for money. And you know, my wife always used to take a bill out of her, and and she used to put it in there. And and uh, she said, you know, I, this makes me feel good. Right. And it, it wasn't a lot of money. Maybe a dollar bill. You know, sometimes maybe five bucks. But right the main thing was that it made her feel good and, and right. she was a better person for it right because
0: she knew she was helping other people yeah with yeah, the yeah. salvation so, army
1: those little things mean a lot you know absolutely by okay. the way that was the name of a song too at one time it was a beautiful song if you never heard it there was an old old uh singer called kitty calland oh yeah and she sang one of my wife's favorite songs it was little things mean a lot wow and and uh, it's really nice to listen. If, if you can dig it out, if you have Spotify or something, it'll be there, you know. Check so, that
0: out, friends, yeah. <laughs> on YouTube or whatever it happens to be. Well, this is a perfect transition because I want to talk about an idea that I saw on some of these websites called the iceberg of gratitude. And, you know, they always say that, you know, you only see the tip of the iceberg because most of it is under the water. You never see it, right? Most likely the iceberg that sank the Titanic did most damage with it underneath instead of what you can see. Yeah, without a doubt. The rivets were very brittle back then, by (laughs) the way. That's what they're saying, Uh, sunk the ship. But anyway, metal was very brittle. We've come a long way with metallurgy. But if you look at the, the iceberg of gratitude, if you look at the top of the iceberg, we're all usually, you know, we understand what we need to be grateful for, you know, our jobs, our education, our health, our family, our upbringing. But this notion of looking under the iceberg of gratitude and being grateful for other incredible things like a stranger's kindness, sunshine, a great book, laughter with a friend, a good night's sleep, a beautiful day, that is the iceberg of gratitude under the water. While we should always be grateful for those big things, job, home, car, Take the time to be grateful about the little things in life.
1: We say this, I think, in every show. You can take that everything is a miracle or that nothing is a miracle. Right. And if you look at anything, they're all miracles. Right. They're all miracles. And and that's part of the ninety percent of the eyes you don't see. Exactly. Yeah. yeah
0: wasn't that Einstein <laughs> said that you either believe everything's a miracle or nothing's a miracle. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about some uh, ways that we can show gratitude. And by the way, I read it's interesting that gratitude appears to have a domino effect. If a person experiences gratitude, they will show that gratitude. And then that person who receives it feels so good about that. And then they, in turn, will show gratitude to someone else. And all of a sudden, you have this big cycle of gratitude going. It's like almost contagious.
1: It's uh, pretty much what we talk about, about the golden rule. And, and you know, when you think about a tree, an apple tree, you know, uh, it, you compare it to the, the, the stem, the main stem is, is gratitude. And then you have a branch, and the first year it gives out at one apple, and then the second year, two apples. And before you know it, this tree's given hundreds of apples, but it comes from that one stem. That's right. That's, uh, and you know, if we become that stem, to make other people happy just by, uh, hopefully somebody listens to this, uh, you know, they they realize about the wonder of it all. I mean, we we are a miracle living in a miraculous world.
0: No doubt about it. There's an old expression that uh, if you want to change the world, be the person that you want to see in the world. Exactly. Instead of trying to change other people, work on yourself, work on the person in the mirror. Well, let's talk about that. How how do you show gratitude? Well, a great way is to just make a list every day of five or 10 things you're grateful for. Um, You know, again, our brains are always swirling around. We're busy, we're stressed out, whatever the case may be. Take the time to think in your head or write about what you're grateful for.
1: Yeah, and it can be anything. I mean, you don't have to overthink this thing. Be grateful you have five fingers that work. You know, I mean, just anything, and, and pretty soon you'll say, wow, you know, I should be grateful for this. You know, we have a thumb that is the difference between us and animals. That's right. The opposable thumb. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, be grateful for that. Otherwise, you'd be grabbing stuff with your hand and be very uncomfortable and you know, probably couldn't do the things we do, so. The, the,
0: the opposable thumb built the entire Western world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. Another simple way to show gratitude is just just tell people you appreciate them. It's that simple. Yeah. Go up to someone and say, you know what? I really appreciate you as a person. I think you're doing a great job. I think you're a great person. You have no idea what that does to help other people. If you wonder, excuse me, if you wonder, uh-huh. just... Think about how you feel when someone does that to you.
1: No, exactly, and and you know, the other thing is, humor is very, very important. You know, today, this morning, there's a lady here that is one of our employees who's a, just a really, really nice gal. And she was looking at some products on, on the web, probably to buy, and, and I know her husband. Let's say his name is Jim, it isn't, but let's say this Old so Jim. Oh, Jim. Was, she was looking at, at stuff to buy. And, and I said, are you shopping? And, and she said, yeah. And I said, does Jim know about this? And she was started to laugh, you know, and it's a nice thing to do. I made a joke out of it, and, and uh, when I meet Jim, the next time I'll tell him, uh, I'll right. laugh again, right. you know. And uh, the, the wonderful thing about this, not that it matters, but you don't have to spend money to do this. You don't have to plan it. Just be nice. Absolutely. It's so simple.
0: And, you know, and again, that's the thing. You said something last time that really struck me. And you said, you know, we've talked about all this optimism and positive attitude and everything. What's the alternative?
1: Yeah, right.
0: What is the alternative to be miserable? Is that what you want to do is be miserable? Uh, so you might as well try some of this stuff. Of course. Because nobody course. wants to be miserable.
1: You haven't got anything to lose. It works. People, it it works. works. It works all day. Uh, long. You have to work it and, and you have to accept also the, the negativity in life and the disappointments. They will happen. But again, uh, to quote Al here for something you read on, on my desk, "This too shall pass."
0: That's right. Absolutely. So friends, what we're saying, and we're saying this to, for ourselves too, because we're just as human as you are, take the time to make sure that you do not fall victim. And we don't fall victim to familiarity breeding contempt. Take the time to be grateful for what you have and what you dream about and what you want to achieve. And we guarantee you, you're going to be better off as a result of it. Amen. Amen, brother. We got that yeah. one right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Norb, I don't know what's wrong with the clocks, but it seems to go really fast when <laughs> it we does, start it on does. a roll. So, But uh, I want to thank you as always. I'm very grateful to you and the opportunity to co-host this podcast with you. And I'm very grateful to AmericanEagle.com. Ditto. Ditto. All right. (laughs) Okay. Well, friends, we hope you enjoyed this. We'll see you next time. And for Norb Savanacini, this is Al Edwards, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.